Welcome to the Weekend Warriors podcast, where football, beer, appetizers, see ya, on, sorry guys, saying bye to family, is the new unwritten holiday on Sunday. I'm your host, Mike Humes, aka Big Money Mike, alongside with... What it do, y'all? It's your boy, Eddie. What's up, bro? You sound as bad as I do. Yeah, for a second there, I uh, <clears throat> got a little nasally. I don't oh know God. what that was, but uh, yeah, man, you you're definitely in the thick of it right now. A little yeah. bit of Rona, not fun, yeah. man. Yeah, to all the people listening to the podcast, I for the first time tested positive for the COVID, and definitely not fun at all. It hit me really hard. Oh, what day is today? Thursday. It hit me really hard Tuesday. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Yeah. And then yesterday I got the call, so. Yeah, man, that sucks, man. I, I hope you feel better, though. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But, yeah. hey, we're, we're still here. Oh, still yeah. Still going to talk football. So, man, let's talk a little bit about week three. Uh, I lost again. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I feel like it's been up and down for yeah. me. Uh, but this week was it was a, a must needed win for me. Um, yeah, it was just. I mean, it was a good matchup overall. I mean, it wasn't bad at all. Um, but my boys kind of pulled it out. Had some big performances that really helped me out. So, yeah, dude. I mean, I, I'm seriously starting to regret trading you, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> those two, those two alone, forty six or was forty eight points. Yeah, they Don't get me wrong. It. Saquon had a pretty good game as well. But. He did. I did see that. I was. I'll tell you what. I sent the message in a group chat. He scored a touchdown, and it brought joy to my heart. I was like, I know I don't have him, but I'm as a Giants fan seeing Saquon score a touchdown, and the way he scored it too. I don't know if you saw the touchdown, but he leaped. Yeah. He like he he jumped over the entire line pretty much. Oh, wow. So I was like, that's a good sign. I was like, his legs are working. So yeah, I think that's going to yeah. be a pretty common theme with Saquon this year. Is mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a week by week. Yeah, he's gonna get better this week. A little bit more, a little bit more. The volume. I think he'll there. gradually grow. Yeah, I think he, he's getting the touches that he needs. Um, now it's just the schedule isn't very good for him coming up now, or for the Giants just in general. Um, yeah, but it, 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 I think his his value will slowly increase as the year continues, which is good. Yeah, I agree. I, I still do like my two running back situations. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens, but. Let's go over week three a little bit, our matchup. You beat me by a little over – well, yeah, 20 points. Mm -hmm. Fair deal. And then we had a draft to remember, which, of course, my phone wants to freeze. He he ended up winning pretty big. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he he did. uh, Yeah, 161.62 to 117.10. Yeah, big performance by Mike Williams. Yes. uh, We'll definitely – we'll talk about him a little bit more. But, yeah, he's – He's killing it. Yeah, I agree. He's been a monster lately. And Matt Stafford, man, too. He the way that this Rams offense is operating. Best team in football right now, I think. Oh, I yeah, hundred percent agree. Defense offense. So good. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stafford was such a, a needed change to that offense, I think. I think they just needed something new, someone with an arm. And I think Stafford is definitely gonna have a career year there, I believe. So yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't really disagree at all on that. Um, next matchup, we had Team Dog Pound Todd versus Unicorns and Rainbows Nick, and the Uncle prevailed in this matchup. Devonte Adams was Devonte Adams, man. I mean, he, he's looking like he's finally getting back that connection. Rogers, Aaron Jones had a solid game, not his big game that he did last week, but still pretty, and, pretty, uh, pretty good game for Aaron Jones. That's yeah, solid. And I think the biggest thing that I'm seeing here, and I'm just kind of looking at it, is Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. He was the Browns' running back who had the monster game. Where what Nick Chubb had eight. He know, barely had anything. It was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know if that's going to be. I don't. I don't anticipate that being very common. Kareem Hunt getting more uh, points than a Nick no. Chubb. I think it's going to be a matchup to matchup base type thing. Yeah. I think it all really just depends. Uh, 
but yeah, I, I agree. I, he did have a great game, and he definitely yeah. did a lot better than Chubb. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next matchup, we had Team Thanks a Lot versus My House Stackleberries, and Dylan pulled off the win here. Manuel Sanders looks like he might be the wide receiver too. The cl- he might be the clear wide receiver too, in Buffalo. He might have. T- I think he personally might have taken it over from Cole Beasley. What do you think? I, it all really. I mean, Cole Beasley last week had this kind of this kind of game, um, where Cole Beasley did extremely well. Um, I obviously had him in my bench, but Cole Beasley had twenty points. Actually, that was this week. Cole Beasley had twenty points this week. Um, so. I don't know if he took it away from him, but I think it might be more of a shared responsibilities and co-number two. I think they're both the number two option there. Obviously, you can't deny Diggs is number one there. Um, but I think they'll both share the responsibility. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. Just got to – did you just see this trade that just went through in this league? Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't often we'll, say vetoes, but yeah, um, that's that's insane. I'll, I'll make this a really quick one minute, not even a minute comment. Uh, I'm definitely gonna put this up through veto. This is a little rough. Um, I won't specify the trade on this right now, but we'll talk probably more about it next week. But anyway, um, wow, that's kind of flabberg- I'm kind of flabbergasted at the moment. No, that's – I'm telling you right now, I'm not one to veto trades very often, ever, like if ever. But yeah. Stefan Diggs and Dak Prescott for Matt Ryan and Gabriel <laughs> Davis, are you kidding me? Yeah. I understood I had some controversy this, this week on a different trade. But holy, that is – that is bad. Yeah. yeah. I already, I I already vote to veto it right now. My vote's in, so yeah. uh, that's absurd. Quick little intermission of the podcast. Don't 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 mind me. Are you league manager? That's. I just got a text message from somebody else in the in the league and saw that and uh, yeah. I'll figure it out once once the podcast is over. But anyway, holy sh! What? Yeah. Um. Okay, we'll talk more about it, but the other matchup we had, let me get back into it. Chase Young Kids versus You Teach Me to Football, and, you know, Jake didn't have a massive performance by any means necessary, uh, but I think, you know, that could have a lot to do with Christian McCaffrey getting hurt. Um, You know, Mike Evans and Adam Thielen seem to be pretty stable you know, top two wideouts for his team. Nothing crazy, but hey, one's a win. Can't really complain on that one. And then the last matchup, Bad at Fantasy versus Scott, and Nate pulled off this win with two great performances by James Robinson and DeAndre Swift. And Cooper Cup is on fire. I mean, he... Out of anyone in the league right now, he has... Oh my God, has he surprised me this year? He is just going off so far this year. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I would have to say the Cooper Cup. I think his ceiling right now, it might just be the top wide out in fantasy football. I agree. He, I mean, it's hard to argue that. I mean, look at his numbers so far. He's just, my God. Yeah. I mean, he's got a 23, a 36, and a 30. I'm, come on now. Like, right, right. It's, I'm interested I'm to see what his floor is going to be this year. I know we're straying off a little bit, but, I mean. Yeah, no, I, I think we're just still in, like, the whole uh, shock process of, like, what just happened. So am I. Uh, how do you put this up through veto? Do you even know? I can veto it right now. Yeah, just do it. And then we'll go from there. Okay. Because that's, I mean, come on now. Ridiculous. That's easily the worst trade I have ever seen in my life. And that's. Yeah. I'm going to say this quick message to 
everybody on the podcast. Um, I understand that everybody has a better, what you want to call, um, connection, talking to other people in the league. And I am not here to bash and I am not here to tarnish anybody's names or anything on that. But I do know that these two are roommates and that is a, that's a no-go for me. And I think that's going to be a no-go for everybody in the league. That's a complete and one-sided trade that doesn't help the other team by any means necessary. This isn't a keeper league either. And even if it was, I don't see the, um, reasoning behind that so we are going to put that up through veto it's not going to happen um let's let's really try not to make trades like that happen again because that's that's way too one-sided for me and that's way too one-sided for pretty much anybody in the fantasy world um any quick wrap up on that nope i'm just i just sent the trade oh not a trade a uh message in the group chat saying it's vetoed and if they have an issue with it they can talk to myself or you yep all right we will end it there um so on that note going through some of the recaps our top three standings go as followed at number one we have team dog pound todd humes and then we have pretty much a five-way tie here between Sean, Nick, Nate, Jake, and Dylan. But I think I can, if I look at it correctly, Nate would be second with 463 points. And just so everybody knows, it is a most points in the higher standings. So Nate would be at second with Sean at third. Yep. Yep. And then we got the other Humeses, me and Scott, which – I'm not trying to blow myself up and I'm not trying to blow Scott's self up either, but I think half of the league would be very surprised to see me and Scott sitting at 0-3 going into week four, but hopefully things change. So segment we're going to talk about today is buy or sell. I'm very excited to talk about this because I think we're seeing a lot of big time players where you're kind of torn on, oh, hey, do I keep them or do I try and get the bag for them? Yeah, I mean, or there's been a lot of – this year has been a lot of boomer bust, like all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. Cool. So, first guy I want to talk about, Jalen Hurts. He's the fifth-ranked quarterback. He's been pretty, you know, rock steady all season so far. Um, the question is, though, is it seems – that Philly's offense is kind of too inconsistent for me, I guess. Eddie, would you buy or sell Jalen Hurts if you – yeah, what would you do? I think it's, uh, it's a funny question. I would honestly – if I was on either end, I think I'd be pretty happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jalen Hurts – has the ability and he's shown to be a top five quarterback right now. Um, so his ceiling is pretty high. Again, like you mentioned, the only risk is, is that offense is just slow in general. Um, and it's not really doing very well. So you take the risk of, if you buy him, you take that risk of him falling out of what you paid for him. Um, and if you sell him, you're going to get a pretty decent value for him. Personally, I I'd probably sell on it. Um, I, I don't see this being sustainable or being a, a long run thing for him yeah so that i'm i'm on the side of sell here i am gonna have to disagree i think i'm buying jalen hurts i'm i understand of the three games he's played he played against a, an atrocious atlanta defense and a suspect dallas secondary and you know two of those games he had pretty great games but i'm really just looking at a schedule as a whole and he's got a pretty easy schedule. He does play the Chiefs in Carolina these next two games. Take that for what it is. And then he's got Tampa week six. And Tampa, I'm pretty positive, as the worst pass defense in the NFL right now. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I could be wrong. But then he's got a Detroit team at week eight. And then I'm looking at the end of his schedule and I am flirting with it. He's got the Giants week 12. No offense. Oh, it's all good. None taken. 
And then he's got the Jets week 13. Then he's got his bye. And then he's got Washington, Giants, Washington, and Dallas. And I know that last week won't really matter. But towards that playoff run, you cannot argue with the teams that he's playing. Yeah. I think we're just looking at a few games where, like, you know, you know, no, he's not going to sustain the success that he's been having. But I don't think it's outside of the world to say that he's going to be a ranked top five quarterback towards the end of the season, meaning like he'll be a top five. Down yeah. to play. I, uh, I mean, I could see it. I, I very well could see it. But I feel like I just see it so much more in the opposite direction. Sure. Um, and then, you know, that's why I, I'm going to sell on it. But buying on it is is respectable. I, I get it. It's yeah. performing very well. Yeah. Next guy, Teddy Bridgewater. He, he's he been pretty surprising so far this season. He's the 16th ranked quarterback. He did just have a underperforming game against the Jets, which does kind of I don't want to say it worries me because I feel like Denver could have done anything they wanted to to beat the Jets. And it looked like it was more of a run game for them anyway. But yeah. he's not turning the ball over. He doesn't even have one turnover. Not even one. No, he's four touchdowns, no picks, no fumbles. He's getting at least 250 yards, 260 yards passing a game. If, you know, you, you want to average out three games that he's yeah, played, yeah. so... Uh, Eddie, are you buying or selling Teddy Bridgewater? I would buy Teddy here. Um, he just showed you what his floor is, and it's 11.8 points um, with no turnovers. In my opinion, I mean, you don't have a touchdown or a turnover and you took 200 yards. That's pretty close to as close to a floor as you're going to get for a player, um, especially one like him. I mean, he's, he's, he's shown in the past that he can ball out. He's obviously had his injury problems and he's gone to a couple teams where he's been in and out um but i would Mm -hmm. buy for the price right now as a 16 as a 16th ranked uh quarterback and and kind of having a not not a very eventful week this past week i think you can get him good right now so i would buy on teddy bridgewater if if you need the the quarterback depth yeah i would agree i don't think you know, to get him, I don't think you have to give up a whole lot just because of his history. Um, but, you know, if you're struggling to even have a third quarterback or second quarterbacks, but underwhelming, then by all means, I, I, I would definitely try to maybe get a Teddy Bridgewater, play him in the matchups that are favorable for him. And like you said, I mean, we talked about his ceiling, we talked about his floor. And I think he's really truthfully right in, the, in between that. So I, I think that 16th ranked quarterback is a fair um, number for him right now. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see him going up much higher, but I also don't see him going down that much lower either. So yeah, last quarterback, Justin Fields. This one's very. This is intriguing. It is intriguing, and I, I really don't want to try to make this personal just because I am a Buckeye fan, and I am a Justin Fields fan. But right now, I am buying him. I'm going after Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. His, his, I think right now his value is so low just because of the whole Chicago situation, and I don't think – you're really going to have to give up all that much for him. Last week, you know, when I saw the performance that Chicago put on, um, all I kept hearing was Matt Nagy is sabotaging him Mm -hmm. or Matt Nagy, is he's just clueless. He doesn't know what he's doing. I couldn't give you the answer of to which one that is. All I know is I'm pretty sure Matt Nagy – if Chicago loses again, I think Nagy's fired. And on that note, I think Fields will be the automatic starter. Because yeah. if you're interim coach, what do you have to lose? Yeah, right? I mean. Play your rookie quarterback, let him shine, play the play play the play calling that he's meant for. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what? You might just actually get hired as the head coach. We've seen it happen before. Yes. I, so, that, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead. I'm a big buy right now in Justin Fields. You're going to get him for cheap. Yeah. It's it's going to be good for you, and you don't even have to start them. I mean, especially this league, you don't have any restrictions with quarterbacks. I mean, you buy on fields, sit him on your bench, and see how he does, and you're not paying much for him at the end of the day. Um, I yeah. think it'll work out great, just like you said, the whole thing with Matt Nagy and that entire offense and how they ran the offense. It, he had a total of 80 yards, 13 yards rushing. Like, his biggest weapon – or his legs, and he, you're like you're not really going to use him for that. So, I think to me, Matt Nagy is just trying to prove a point that they don't need Justin Fields, and it's a point that he should try not to be proving and just play him. Yeah, you're going to win with him if he does well. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, we we had one trade, and I forgot to mention about it, but that's exactly what I did earlier today. I was curious just to see where you know, Nate was with Justin Fields. Um, I know that Nate, he, I think he owns him in another league. I'm pretty sure. Um, and that he was probably going to put him on the trade block. And I think he did. I'm not sure, but I just kind of looked at Nate's roster. I saw you Carson Wentz as his second quarterback and Wentz is just such a, I don't know. I'm not a fan of Carson Wentz. So I was thinking in my head, well, you know, Nate might need a third or maybe even a second quarterback that is the starter now. And that's where Tyler Heineke went into play. Um, Obviously there's more pieces than just a Heineke and a Justin Fields. I know it was Tyler Boyd involved. Yeah. Uh, I think overall it was a great trade. Yeah. Both ends. I think it worked out really well. But that's exactly what I thought about with Fields. I'm like, you know what? I have a Joe Burrow. I have a um, Russell Wilson. So I'm pretty content right now at quarterback. So I'm like, you know what? Let Justin Fields sit on my bench for a minute. Wait until he really is a starter. Because I think it's going to happen still regardless. Yeah. So, yeah. Unless Nagy's the head coach still, then probably not. But Yeah, I'm almost rooting for the Bears to seriously just get their asses kicked this week coming up. So he can get fired, but, you know, we'll see. All right. Now, three running backs we want to talk about. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He had a pretty okay game uh, last week. But as a whole, he's just been, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of other people's opinions, disappointing. He's a 34th-ranked running back. Mm -hmm. He did have 100 yards rushing last week. And a receiving touchdown, but I don't know. I, I think I'll let you go ahead and say if you would buy or sell him first. I mean, at this point, I think his value is still pretty low. Okay. Um, as an owner of him currently, I mean, I, I'd sell him. Yeah. Still, I mean, it's not looking very good for him. Um, you might get some decent pieces for him. All those values low, the name itself adds a little bit of worth. Yeah. Um, I would sell on him. I'm not really sold on him being able to perform consistently all year. I mean, he's had opportunities. He had 14 carries, only pulled 43 yards in week one. Had 13 carries week two, 46 yards. He also had three receptions week one, uh, on three targets for 30 yards. So obviously most of his work is going to be done in the air, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's where he'll have most of his success, but it's hard to count on a running back to catch yeah. the football when you've got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, like those guys on the offense that are yeah. proven better receivers than he is. So, Yeah, not even to mention the newly acquired Josh Gordon. Um, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree, and I'll just keep it really quick, just because I really don't have an opinion of him right now. I would sell him now because the only thing that's going to happen now is his value is going to get lower, in my opinion, unless he has a massive breakout game, which I just don't see that happening in the Chiefs' offense. Uh, yeah, I would try to sell him now, see what you can get. You're not going to get the value you know, you want in return for where you drafted him, but... 
if you can get at least two rotational flex pieces out of them, mm-hmm. then I would take it yeah. immediately at this point. I agree. Yeah. Uh, next player, and this one's this one's very interesting to me. Jonathan Taylor. Now, personally, for me, I guess I wasn't as high on him as compared to some other running backs, but I do know that he had that big time playability, especially with the Colts' offensive line. He right now is the twenty eighth ranked running back, which is. Okay, it's not great by any means. It's still really early, and he hasn't scored yet either. You know, you add a touchdown on two in there, he's probably cracking the top 20, possibly. My only concern is Naheem Hines. Mm-hmm. You know, Naheem Hines, his snap count's higher. He's getting more of the targets in terms of receiving, and he's scoring where Jonathan Taylor's not. I'm just going to go ahead and flat out say this. I'm buying Jonathan Taylor. I think his value right now is declining. However, we saw this last year with Jonathan Taylor. He had this those rookie – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, rust, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And then he just popped off. He boomed. I know he had a really big game towards the end of the season, and that's probably what – Made him crack into the top 10 overall. I think he finished sixth last year. But he, I, I'm still looking at that big play ability that Jonathan Taylor has. Yep. He, he's, he's still getting carries. He's not getting into those 20-plus carries. But again, Colts have been behind in every single one of their games. Against Seattle, against the Rams, and against the Titans. So I think now with the next few games coming up, a Miami, a Baltimore, where Baltimore is kind of like a run game too, and then Houston, I think these next three games, the pace, the change of pace for the Colts offense is going to change. And I think we're going to get to see Jonathan Taylor, the, the Jonathan Taylor that I think a lot of people drafted him for. So I would buy him right now just because I know his value is declining. But I still think he has that ability to at least – finish as a top 15 maybe even a top 12 running back eddie what do you think i'm selling uh, i uh, think to me seeing the colts willingness to use Hines as much as they've been using him uh, especially this last game the splits were pretty ridiculous Hines had more snaps than jt um I'm just not sold on him i was big on jonathan taylor coming into the year i really thought he was going to perform extremely well um but we just haven't seen it out of him and i'd be the first to admit that i mean i was wrong nick nate and myself had a conversation about naheem hines um and jonathan jonathan taylor's value uh you were in this conversation i believe as well yeah um and we were all all for jt we didn't think jt was coming out of this not being the top dog but looking at how their offense is schemed and how they're playing it right now, it's is JT their top dog or is it a committee backfield? Um, so I would sell, sell, sell on JT right now. Yeah, it's definitely tricky because if you sell him now, you're not going to get what you want out of the return. And if you try to buy him, I think fantasy owners are still going to be very uh, picky with what they would want in return if they did sell him. Yeah, right now it's a weird scenario because you're, you're yeah. not going to sell him for cheap, but players yeah. aren't going to buy him right. expensive. So Yeah, I'm not going to mention who, but I, I, I do own Jonathan Taylor in a different league, mm-hmm. and I have received an offer or two for him. And just in my thought, in my head, I'm just saying to myself, I still think he has that ability because he still is running the ball and it's just – it really just depends on who you're playing. Like the three teams that Taylor has had to play, the game plan has been called to keep up the points with the other three teams. So we'll see. I, I'm still going to be patient. I think these next three games are going to be huge for Taylor and whether he is going to be the running back everybody thought he was or, hey, really this is a committee approach. So. Yeah. 
Last running back, and this one, I, this one's interesting too, in my personal opinion. Tony Pollard. Buy, 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 and buy some more. Really, I love how the Cowboys are using Tony Pollard right now. Very, very similar situation with what's going on in, in with the Colts in between Hines and JT. Uh, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott was the man. He was the go-to. He was the guy that you wanted on your backfield. Uh, but Tony Pollard has, has come on to the scene and has made the most out of every opportunity he's gotten so far. Uh, and I think he's performing, he's performing very well for what his role is on that offense. And obviously Ezekiel is going to get his own every once in a while. The same thing as JT, you know, JT is going to get his own, but I think the play style and the way that they're using Tony Pollard um, is more sustainable for a higher average per game basis. Yeah. So this this one's definitely tough for me too. Um wow. I don't I think unless if I say if I just own Tony Pollard and I didn't own Zeke, I I'm gonna have to sell him just because I don't think anybody who drafted Pollard and didn't draft Zeke anticipated him potentially being a flex or an RB even two for that matter. Mm-hmm. So I think it's almost just like a toy that you have in your roster that you can play with. Yeah. I think you can honestly, at this point, get a solid wide receiver three, maybe even as high as a wide receiver two, just because of the value of a running back. He is the 18th ranked running back, but it is tough because that Dallas offense is insane. I, I'm actually very surprised as to how good Dallas is going in. Even their defense is playing pretty solid. Uh, yeah, Paul, I think Paul, it comes from one specific player that's just really doing really well. And I mean, it's it's Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah. He's holding that team up very well. So, yeah. I agree. Uh, but Pollard, you know, he's getting many yards per carry. Almost, I, I'm not, I don't know the exact number, but if I had to guess, it's probably in that six, maybe even seven yards carry range. And that's hard to beat. I mean, that's, 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 that carries a lot of value too. So I think this honestly could be a very similar situation to a Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in Cleveland that we're seeing now in Dallas. Yes. So, but for me, just to wrap it, I would sell him, but don't feel like you have to because he is a, pretty cool piece to have on your team yeah i mean i agree he's getting the touches i mean he's getting an average uh, of about i think excluding really the first game because the first game was a little bit of an outlier he only had three carries um, but he did have four catches he had seven total touches there in the last two weeks he's had 16 and 12 total touches on that offense which for backup is it's it's pretty good playing time you're getting there so Yeah. yeah i agree all right, jumping into some wide receivers. The current number two ranked wide receiver, Mike Williams. I think of all the guys that I've mentioned and am going to mention, he's, I think, the most shocking one in my opinion. But maybe I shouldn't be all that surprised because we've seen Mike Williams perform last season, maybe even the season before. He's a huge touchdown guy just because of his massive frame. But right now, I'm selling him with everything that I've got. Because there's, in my opinion, no way in hell he's going to sustain this. I understand that Justin Herbert is, is a dog, and he's got a great quarterback. You know, Mike Williams, that is. I just I don't anticipate him being able to continue to do this. I understand the targets are there. They're definitely there. I mean, he's got 12, 10, and 9. Yeah, but I think at this point right now, if any team is struggling for a wideout, but say they've got three really good running backs, I am am trying to sell Mike Williams Mm -hmm. to get one of those running backs. So to me, I'm selling him. I think you can get a lot for him right now. I agree. I mean, and I agree 100% with selling him. Um, While he's doing great and he's tremendous, if, if you can afford to get rid of him, and get you some other pieces if you're lacking at the running back position, um, some depth, tight end, whatever the case is. 
Yeah. He's a guy you want to sell right now. I mean, he's got yeah. 22, 22, 33. Right. Dude hasn't even hit anything under 20 in the past three weeks. So, I mean, he's just going insane. And then the guy ahead of him is just a different story. He should be wide receiver one, but the guy ahead of him is having himself a tremendous last three weeks. Um, yeah. So I'd sell, get your money's yeah, worth out of him. It's definitely shocking to see who the top two wideouts are, and none yes. of them are named Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. DeAndre Hopkins. Wait, none of them. Yeah. No. So, yeah. But, yeah, I think we're in agreement. We would definitely sell him. Um, next one, Tim Patrick. I am going to buy this guy. I think with the loss of K.J. Hamler, um, Jerry Judy is still out until maybe around mid-October-ish. I know – the projected uh, return could be the 10th of October against the Steelers, but I don't, I don't think he's going to play that game just because of how violent Pittsburgh's defense can be, and yeah. you don't want to risk it. So it's probably going to be another week, in my opinion. But outside of that, I, I think Tim Patrick is the clear wide receiver two there on a 3-0 and Denver team mm-hmm. with a quarterback that we mentioned, Teddy Bridgewater, not throwing picks, not turning the ball over. So... I think he's a solid flex position to have, and I don't think you have to give up a fortune for him by any means necessary. So I think, yeah, I would I would buy Tim Patrick, definitely. Yes, I would buy as well. I mean, the dude is averaging 13.8 points, and it's not like he's had a really big game and a really bad game. He's had some great flex games. You have him in your flex. I mean, he's doing what you need him to do. He's got you 13.9, practically 14 points, 12.7. Um, and 14.8. So, I mean, it's he's been doing really well and it's sustainable. And I really only see it going up from here just because of the injuries on that offense, like you mentioned. So, right. Yeah, I, I would buy here. Tim Patrick is definitely the guy. Yeah. Just to kind of go over his numbers real quick, I got to find them. Um, right now he's the 31st ranked wideout. And an interesting stat here is he's not getting targeted a ton. Mm-mm. He only, as a whole, has 13 targets. But listen to this. 13 targets, 12 catches. So when the ball is getting thrown to him, he's catching the ball. Yep. And that's just something I think carries value. He's not going to have those massive games, but he's he's crossing those thresholds into the 13, 14-point ga- uh, games. And I feel like that's exactly what you want, especially in a two-flex league. So, yeah. Cool. Last wide out, Allen Robinson. This one's... It's the most interesting one out of the wide outs to me. I think so, too. Yeah. And I think this really just plays into exactly what's going to happen in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Which I think me and you are anticipating uh, firing a Matt Nagy Fields being the starter. But we've seen rookie quarterbacks not exactly target clear number one wide receivers just because everything's such in a I don't I don't know uh, almost like a JV game script for these quarterbacks so they're gonna throw to basically whatever the play call is meant to be meant for but I think I would sell Allen Robinson right now really and I'm saying that just because I still think, you know, his value is falling. Not falling. Falling. His value is plummeting is, I think, a a better word for what you're trying to get at. I can't think straight. But anyway, (laughs) I think right now I would sell him just for the simple fact that I think he still carries a lot of value. And I think he can still way outperform what he's doing right now. But when Fields does become the starting quarterback, and like how I mentioned, everything is such a game script, I don't know what that necessarily means for Allen Robinson. So it's kind of risky in my opinion. I think if if Fields is played correctly on that offense, I think the sky's the limit for Robinson. Yeah, it's okay. Tough. Look I, at the way I think Fields has the playability and the ability to play kind of like a Russell Wilson. 
oh, yeah, I mix. You know what I'm saying? And, and those yeah. wide receivers always benefit from him because if you can extend a play as a wide receiver, you love it because you those corners aren't sticking with you the entire time. Yeah, um, I mean, I agree. If play him. If Fields gets played right, I think Allen Robinson has a chance of really doing well. And I think if, if you're going to buy Fields, you have to buy Robinson with him just in case because yeah. that could be a great stack. But. Yeah, I, it's hard to disagree. I, it, th- this is probably the closest one out of everybody for a buy and sell for me. Probably like 51% I'm selling, 49% I'm buying. So yeah. I think if you have them on your team, and I know I do in one league, um, I think the best case scenario right now is to just stay patient. But you really could go either way with him right now. But. Yeah, I mean, I have him in another league, and and I have the, I have the depth to where I don't need to start him at wide receiver. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely one of those things that you, you kind of look at and think about whether you should keep him or not. And I think for me, it's it's a big keep for me. Yeah. Um. Last one. Sorry, guys. Getting a ton of text messages from everybody because of this trade oh boy this is gonna be a fun day (laughs) um last one is and it's only one tight end just because i can't really think of anybody else that's not exactly like i think all the tight ends are where most people thought they were gonna be this one's just kind of interesting though and that's kyle pitts uh, me personally, I am buying Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I just don't think Atlanta knows how to use him yet because he's such a talent. Um, but I think as he starts to mature more into the game, and Atlanta hopefully figures out how to use him, that's where I think we're going to see the real like who Kyle Pitts is. So I don't think you have to give up a ton for him. Uh, so I'm definitely gonna buy Kyle Pitts. I agree. I'm yeah. a buy. I'm a buy guy. Kyle Pitts is definitely the guy you want right now at tight end. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't have one of the big three, obviously, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. Like outside of, you know, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, now even a Gronk. I'll throw in T.J. Hawkinson in, in that scenario too. Everybody yeah. else, even a Mark Andrews, has been kind of eh. Everybody else, it's just a tight end. Like, hey, play somebody, pick somebody. If you don't got one of the top tight ends, yeah, it sucks. But Pitts could be that one tight end that could probably finish in the top six, and you can get him right now at a massive discount. Yeah. So, yeah, how much to say on that? Uh, That's our little segment. We're going to jump into week four a little bit. Interesting week. I am desperate for a win. There's no doubt about that. And so is Scott, who plays. Who I don't, I don't know who Scott plays. Who does Scott play? Scott plays. Oh, he plays Dylan. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll just go over some of the matchups real quick. First matchup that I see here is myself versus Nick. Nick projected to win by a little over six points. I, you know, I want to say before I heard about T. Higgins being out again, I was going to say I think this is finally going to be the week that I capture a win. But then he got hurt again. Well, not again, but still hurt. But then now since I just traded for Tyler Boyd, I think this is still going to be the week that I pull off a victory. Yeah, I think pulling in Boyd, especially with Higgins being out, I think is close as you're going to get to a sure bet at the wide receiver position right now than anything yeah. else uh, in terms of those targets and being distributed on that offense. Um, so it's a great move. I think um, – I, I I still think I'm going to have to take Nick here. Um, yeah. he He's just got some guys there that I really like. Um He's got a couple question marks, but his quarterback situation alone for me is is more than enough to really say say yes on this. Um, yeah, but I think it'll be close. I think it's going to come down. It's going to come down to the wire. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a close one. And like you mentioned, his quarterback situation is huge. But 
mine's I mean mine doesn't touch Knicks, but Wilson and Burrow's not bad. I think Burrow could have a really big game tonight, hopefully. Um Yeah, I mean you got the the eleven and twenty three and Burrow besides last week, uh with his three interceptions, which is it's kind of sad to see. <laughs> uh right. He hasn't been playing horrible. Uh, last week, he got lifted by three touchdowns. He only threw for 172 yards, which isn't great. Um, but having the weapons to be able to throw touchdowns too helps him a lot. So, Yeah, yeah, I agree. Next matchup, get the cat, a.k.a. Eddie, hey. versus the draft to remember. And just purely because of what happened with that trade, I hope you've wiped the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, I also do think I – your wide receiving combo is – or trio for that. No, sorry. Excuse me. Quadro, because DJ Moore has been – Yes, sir. I think that's going to carry you really far going forward. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to definitely go with you. No question on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going with myself. My wide receiving core last week did not disappoint. Uh, one of them did. But either way, it wasn't too bad uh, between – Three of my players, I scored a total of 70, oh, 70 points for my wide receivers from three of them. Uh, 79 with C.D. Lamb, who had a disappointing week. But, yeah, uh, obviously Chubb last week didn't do so great. Uh, hopefully he turns that around this week. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, go with myself here on this one. Yeah, I agree. And just to do a little honor to last week's podcast, uh, I was kind of correct with my prediction. I remember talking about, the situation with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Well, look what happened last week. Mm-hmm. DK and Jefferson had the big games where Thielen and Lockett didn't. So besides that point, that's where I'm saying good reason to have both of them, but it is what it is. Next matchup, we have SC Harris versus Team Dog Pound. And I, th- I think this might be the first week, my dad gets a loss. Aaron Jones and Adams against Pittsburgh's defense. You know, the Steelers' defense, it's still pretty solid in my opinion. Um, and I think Bill Belichick has a few sleeves up his hands against his former GOAT quarterback and Tom Brady. Um, yeah, and Dalvin Cook, hopefully he comes back. I'm going to have to say the SC Harris pulls out the victory on this one interesting yeah i'm gonna go in the other way with that i think uh yeah. i don't think i see harris is gonna win this i mean if you just if you just look at the team that he's going up against and tom brady aaron jones kareem hunt Devontae adams Tyler lockett Darren Waller, yeah it is it's it's stacked the only the only piece on that that team that I don't really like is Robbie Anderson just because he's sure. he hasn't been playing very great, but he doesn't really need Robbie Anderson to snap to be able to yeah, win a week. So, is it yeah. too late to change picks? No, I'm kidding. Yes, it is. It's too late. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> the only reason I say that is just because I do like Harris's, you know, Cook, Mixon, Hopkins, and Cooper. I think – oh, that's right. Hopkins has to go up against Ramsey. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. All right. I said it. I'm not going back. <laughs> sorry, 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 Dad. I still think Hopkins is going to be able to hold his own against Ramsey, but Ramsey sure. is having himself a monster year this year. Sure. So, yeah, I agree. Um, next matchup: Chase Young kids versus My House Dackleberries. I am. I don't even know how to look at this other roster, My House Dackleberries. So what? He's actually he actually has Matt Ryan, right? He has Matt Ryan says, and Gabriel Davis. Even though it says the other way around, but that trade's not happening. So I oh, this is not easy at all. I'm gonna have to go with Jacob on this one. Derek Henry yes. against the Jets is just it's that's too hard to beat. Um I'm Marvin Jones. Yeah, Marvin Jones, Sterling Shepard, they've been surprises so far in the season. Mike Evans has been pretty solid. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Jake on that. Yeah, the only the only one that I'd, I'd be cautious with is maybe Sterling Shepard. He has a hamstring injury last week. Not sure if he's playing this week. I know he didn't practice today. So, yeah. 
I think he'll be an important piece to that offense. He's got a couple guys on his bench that'll do okay. I think AJ Green's a good plug and play piece just because he's not going to have Ramsey across from him. So his opportunities to get the ball are going to be a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to also have to go with Jacob here. Cool. And then next matchup, we have another nephew versus uncle situation team. Thanks a lot versus team Nakapa and Scott. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Blame it on COVID. We have my buddy Dylan versus team Nakapa. These two play each other in my other league that I have. Um, it's tough too, but I think Scott also is going to get his first W of the season. I know that Dylan upgraded in the trade he made with um, Nick and getting a Sam Darnold, which is big, I think, for Dylan and a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but I think Scott's team, the big pieces are just too big to compete with. Kamara, Calvin Ridley, Justin Herbert, even a Chase Edmonds who's been surprisingly good. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Scott on that. Yeah, I agree. I, I know a fan had a down week last week too, but I, I expect him to keep that momentum he was going at. Um, yeah. In the weeks before. So, yeah, it, it's hard for me to go anywhere but with Scott for this one. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Sorry, Eddie. I, you actually play Sean because now I'm going in the next matchup. I still think you're going to win. But now, Nate, I hope you personally kick ass this week going into our next matchup. Uh, I don't really know how to look at the other roster, but... Just look at it as there's probably no manager on that team. (laughs) Yeah, it's very, you know, it's very potentially possible. We'll have to see what happens there on that one. Um, Either way, I think Nate's winning this one. Yeah, I do too. I mean, Lamar, I know he's questionable, but I think he'll still play. Cooper Cup has just been lights out. DeAndre Swift has been playing really well. Yeah, surprisingly. And then a Travis Kelsey, that's that's tough to beat out. Uh, We'll see if he ends up playing Tyler Heineke over Carson Wentz with the trade we just made. But yeah, I'm going to have to go with Nate on that one. So outside of that, that is our uh, week four podcast going into it again like i mentioned with the trade that just involved happened we will figure that out that trade is not going through um and a discussion with those managers will be had and we'll be figuring out if it's they're going to be worth keeping or if not because that's just yeah no i agree it's unacceptable um we will figure it out but outside of that eddie thanks for being on the podcast with me and listening to my sick ass So that is our wrap up and we will talk to you guys later. See ya. Peace.